Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today to share this guest with you. I'm here today with Lauren Joyce. Hi, Lauren. Hi, everyone. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast, you guys. If you don't know, Lauren was my first coach ever, which is so wild. So crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy to think how long ago that was and just all that's like unfolded for both of us and both of our businesses and lives and totally. I, I just, every time I get to see you and talk to you, I'm so excited and, and to share you and people hear me share little stories about you. They just don't always know that it's you right? Well, it's me. <laughs> and all great stories, but you know, I love getting to have this conversation with you today about the work that you do today. Cause it's, you have transitioned your business now. It probably feels like forever ago. It's not a new transition at all, sure. really. Um, but when I hired you, at least I thought I was hiring a business coach. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought I was doing. Um, Um, I hired Lauren thinking like, okay, because you were talking about 5k months and I always tell people about my first coach that especially when women are kind of feeling like, and I don't even know where you were really at in your business at that time, financially, whatever. But I remember you were talking about 5k months. And I was making like 2k months, but I also was in a different business and wanted to fully transition. So I liked that. But I also liked like, you always looked so happy every day. And you were like hopping around from coffee shop to coffee shop, like exploring your town and um, all dressed up and beautiful and just living your best life. And I was like, doing done for you work on my couch, like for 12 hours a day in my pajamas, like not feeling very great about myself. And so um, I hired you, <laughs> made a lot more than 5k a month, but, sure also, <laughs> but also, and I learned literally everything I knew about coaching at that mm. point was like all from you. Like you helped me make my first package. Yep. You just encouraged me. Like, these are just the steps to take. And it was yep. so helpful because you believed in me. And I always tell my clients who are newer, I'm like, I don't know why. But I just found this woman that believed in me and I believed her. And even like the first couple months where it was like nothing was happening because it was brand new, mm-hmm. I just kept going because you yep. just kept telling me to. Yeah. <laughs> and totally. added up and it worked. But what I'm really getting to is you always, and we worked together for a few years, but you mm-hmm. always brought it back to feminine energy, which I had yeah. no clue what that was. I was like, right. okay, yeah, I trust like, you. Okay, I'll, you're I'll crazy. do it. I'll listen to you. Um, and even then some of the stuff I didn't do, cause it was like too uncomfortable to like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. For Lauren, sure. I'll do it. No. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even you, intro- you're the one that introduced me to like law of attraction and the leveraging the universe book, which all my clients know they got to read that book. It's so good. Really listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm just so grateful for that. Such a good journey. And oh. when you made this transition in your business, it's like, of course, <laughs> that is what she's sure. meant to be doing. That's what she's for been sure. doing all along. That was always the real magic. For sure. 100%. And working with you, I mean, it was incredible. And of course I believed in you. I believe in all of my clients. And I think that that's yeah. one of the biggest powers of coaching and mentorship is like finding somebody who, who does believe in you and also the general you, right? Like I believe in women's ability, people's ability, but I work exclusively with women in your ability to create. And I believe that every single woman is like so infinitely powerful. And so when you're outside of it, you can see that infinite power in somebody else. Right. And that mm -hmm. again, I think it's just one of the powers and benefits of coaching and mentorship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's going to go so perfect with what I want to talk to you about. Yay. But first, yes. I want you to tell people a little bit about your journey and specifically how you discovered this work and what it has helped you with and what your journey has been. Totally. Well, thank you again so much for having me here. It's such an honor and watching you in your journey and life has just been so beautiful. Like again, we, we worked together so long ago and it's just incredible seeing you where you are. So as Taylor mentioned, my name's Lauren Joyce and I'm founder of the magnetic woman, which helps women reclaim their power through pleasure. So I grew up and I went through 10 years of Catholic school. My parents were not very religious, but they sent me to Catholic school and all day, every day for 10 years, my education was like grounded in Catholic doctrine. Okay. Mm -hmm. I come from Catholics on like uh, in every direction, all sides of the lineage. And I was like the good little Catholic girl. I thought I was going to be a nun for a little bit. There was like a little short stint in grade school where I was like, oh yeah, I'll probably be a nun. That makes sense. Um, and then the middle of high school, I was like, eh, left Catholic school. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I believe in anything at all, which was fine. And then when I was 25, my dad passed away and I had no idea what to do with the grief, with loss, with that experience. And I felt really lost spiritually. I was like, I don't believe in Catholicism. I don't know what I do believe in, but I want to believe in something like I was just feeling really lost. And so I just started searching and I found Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts, which if you're unfamiliar, the woman who runs it, her name is Regina Thomas Hauer, and she wrote the book Pussy, A Reclamation. She had not written said book at yeah. the time. In 2013, that book was not in existence. So I had no idea what I was signing up for. <laughs> but when Taylor's like, you introduced me to the law of attraction in 2013, I had never even heard of the law of attraction. Yeah. I had never even, like I knew nothing of self-development, but something about this course, which was about pleasure. And to be completely honest, I was like, great. I will just mentally, emotionally sidestep grief and go completely into like, pleasure. Like this, this yeah. is what the course will, course will teach me. I'll be able to ignore all of my grief. So I sign up for the course, get there. It's day one within the first hour. Maybe Regina goes, a woman's power is her connection to her pussy. And I am like, get me the F out. Of <laughs> like this woman's insane. What the fuck did I just sign up for? Also like, 
all of my Catholic conditioning is like, run, you're going to go straight to hell, get out of here. Like everything was coming up, but something deeper in me was like, keep your ass in this seat. And it was like through that course, learning about feminine energy, pleasure, sensuality, desires, literally everything that I was told was basically going to send me straight to hell and was a sin and was like, you know, what to be avoided as a woman. I was not only being taught that it was acceptable, but like that this was our, our power, that this was our life force energy. And for me, it felt like I had been so parched and was finally taking a drink of water. I'm like, how did I not know this? And why, why aren't we ever taught this as women? And so as I continued in working with Regina for a few years, and I just became obsessed with everything, feminine energy, pleasure, sensuality, because again, it was like a fucking Pandora's box. I was like, (laughs) I feel not only am I actually addressing my grief, right? Uh, Because I was learning how to regulate my emotions, how to fully feel my feelings. I was like, so I am in still deep in grief after the loss of my father, but I feel more confident, more alive, more sure of myself than I ever have before. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, if this is true for me, I need to help other women learn this stuff. So I took an online coaching course and learned how to build a business. And I was like, this is also fucking amazing and Mm -hmm. gives me the freedom that I want. And I want to help women do both. So I started as a business coach because I mean, at that time, everybody was business coach. Everybody started (laughs) as a business coach, right? But what I really love talking about was feminine energy and pleasure and flirting and beauty and like tuning into your body. And so I'm like, I'll teach you how to make 5k. And then like on the DL, I'd be like, let's talk about how to feel beautiful and tap into your feminine energy. And so after a little short little stint as a business coach, I fully transitioned into the magnetic woman. And that is what I've been doing. And what I've found in my work specifically, the more that I leaned into pleasure and feminine energy, the more I had to confront the religious conditioning and programming that I had. And as I like confronted it and stripped it away, spiritually, I was left with like, I don't know what to do, right? Because everything I was raised with spiritually was like not applicable. And so that's how I really also ended up finding my way into what I call sacred feminine spirituality. So spirituality that's grounded in ritual and ceremony, connecting to like the goddess or non-gendered divine being um, and, and tapping into our feminine wisdom, like our ancient feminine wisdom that I believe we all hold in our bodies and bringing that forth to bring magic into our life and combining that with pleasure and sensuality. So that's what I do. Oh my gosh. I love it. So tell me like when clients that come to you now, especially to work with you privately or these like successful women, it it seems like you work with like when they come to you, what are they really wanting to work with you on? Where are they starting at? So I think for a lot of varies, but it does. But I think for a lot of women, the, the quote unquote type that I get is very high achieving, right? Mm -hmm. Very intelligent, very driven. And they have relied on taking action, 
on doing, on doubling down, on pushing through, on like the grit and mm-hmm. their intelligence. And now they're at a point where they're like, I, it was you, right? Like I'm in sweatpants all day. I'm working 12 hours a day. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel alive. I keep thinking that the next milestone will give me the permission to have more space in my life, lean into pleasure. If they're in a relationship, chances are it's just like flatlining or stale. Um, You know, chances are they have a lot of conditioning around their sensuality and sexuality. You know, I have women who are like, yeah, I want to have a more alive intimacy with my partner, but I'm afraid that he'll think I'm a slut and we've been married for 10 years. You know, it's like a lot of conditioning around what I call the duality of womanhood, right? We're taught you can either be a mother or sexy, powerful Mm -hmm. or flirtatious, successful or sensual. And so it's these women who are like, okay, I've checked all the boxes on this one side of the chart, the power, the money, the success, the right steps. And I do not feel the way I thought it would make me feel. And not only do I not feel that way, but I feel burnt out. I feel exhausted. I am like numbing out. And again, they'll see me and my content and they're like, I want to feel that sexy and turned on and alive and beautiful while I'm doing the work that I know I'm meant to be doing in the world. So oftentimes women come to me because they're like missing that spark in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited because this is a lot. I'm bringing, what I want to bring forward for you and for this episode is the woman that I know who's listening. Mm -hmm. And I have a training later today and I'm going to share like the Mm -hmm. one thing about my work that drives me crazy that I hate the most because I hate seeing women feel this way is this. I see, I feel like the women I work with, and I'm sure you feel the same. It's like these women sign up to work with me and I'm talking like all tiers, like whether they're in my kind of lower mid-level program or my one-on-one, these are like the coolest, most badass, most incredible women I have ever met in my life. And I literally still can hardly believe like my job is to help them. Like they're so cool. Yeah. But then as we get into it and they really open up what I'm seeing kind of like running rampant in the industry and with successful women is so much shame and comparison. And I love what you said, because what I see is I'm like, I want to shake them. Like, you don't realize how far you've come. Like you don't think your results are enough. And as I'm saying this, I can literally remember you telling me things like 2016 you're like you're doing so incredible like mm-hmm. think about how far you've come like so early in your life and I'm like Lauren I want more though is that enough <laughs> yeah totally but I but I think that's the thing is that they were not take I mean I want to hear your take on this but I feel like what I what I tell women a lot too is like we're not taking time to just sit in the celebrations we do have and the accomplishments that we have accomplished and just who we are and how great and and divine that that is. And, and, and like what you're saying, we talk about this too. 
we think that once I get to that next level, once I'm where she is financially, once I'm having those big of launches, once my, my roster's filled or whatever, I'm charging that much for my private coaching. Yeah. And you kind of said, then I'll be able to have the spaciousness and work on these things. And I also think they think, well, then I, I just won't feel like this anymore. Oh, for sure. But for sure. I, I have found that, um, as I kind of ignored that, I actually felt I didn't, when I started working with you, like, I didn't feel like that at all. I was like, like in the very beginning, I'm like, right. I just, I want to shift into coaching. And like, I was felt yeah. excited, but it just felt like the farther into business I got and the more money I made, actually the more shame and behind I started to feel. And now I've released so much of that. Where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I wish all these incredible women would stop feeling like this about themselves. Yeah, totally. So I have a, a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, all, like, I knew you would. First of all, like you said, on, on a very practical level, most women do not take the time to really celebrate themselves. And so one of the practices yeah. that I teach my women um, and my community is to brag. And I learned this from Regina. And bragging is just an acknowledgement of what is. So a brag could be something as simple like, I brag I did a podcast today with Taylor. It could also be something like, I brag I made X amount in this launch. It could be, I brag after weeks of, for me, like weeks of rest, I finally went, like got dressed and went out, right? And so we're not trained as women to celebrate ourselves. We're not trained to see our brilliance. We're not trained to really stand in what we have done. And so from a historical perspective. And I, I always give historical perspectives for women because I feel like one, the history that we learned growing up is like through the male lens and is about men. And two, I think it helps really put into context what a lot of modern driven women are feeling. And that's like for the last at least 3,500 years, we've had the patriarchy and the patriarchy is the societal system of power right? It's not about men versus women. It's the power structure that was created in society that says that men and the masculine, so the producing, the doing, the driving, the conquering Mm -hmm. is the gold standard. Mm -hmm. And women and the feminine, are you ready? Are worth less than men and the masculine, right? So that concept has been trickled down through society, through our laws, through how, you know, marriages were put in place, how, how people learn to function in the world. And what that did is I say it created this tightrope of enoughness for women. So you're constantly trying to make sure you're not too much, but mm-hmm. you're afraid that you're not enough at the same time. So if yes. on this tightrope, right. And think of like, mm-hmm. If you're an inexperienced tightrope walker, we're not talking circus level, right? (laughs) You're like looking down and you're like, your, your focus is just trying to survive. So we have to work through deconstruct that conditioning where our focus isn't trying to stay up on, okay, Am I being too much or am I not being enough? And strip it away. Strip, like I say all women, but you know, we don't speak in general terms. So the majority of women have a worthiness issue. And that's what this, 
I'm not doing enough. I haven't come far enough, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's yours, but it's the collective, right? And again, that's why I like to talk about history because I think for, we can also feel like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like I've done so much self-development. I've done so much personal development. Like why haven't I worked through this? And it's like, cause you got 3,500 years of this shit being passed down to you. And it's what kept women alive for the majority of human history, right? Like if you went along to get along, if you didn't stand out too much, if you weren't too outspoken, that's how you survived as a woman. Mm -hmm. We are so lucky right now in 2023 that that is not our reality for the most part, right? We, those of us running businesses, those of us in the Western world, those of us who have access to this podcast, like by and large, your physical safety is not in danger by you being your fullest expression. Mm -hmm. But we have that primal fear because for 3,500 years, it was an issue of safety. And again, I say all of this because I think it helps women take the burden off a little bit. Again, of like, I know you've been doing so much personal development and it's not quote unquote fixed because it's also not all just your stuff. Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be hosting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month. And you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about hosting content events like your own free trainings. Um, It's just going to be really, really good, you guys. There's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month you're going to get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also every month you will get a Q and a, so there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally every month, something I'm really excited to do is give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others and you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually going to show you, here's what you saw me do. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's my takeaways. Here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community. 
Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I want to get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there. thetaylorlee.com slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. Yes. And can you tell us, because this is one of my favorite things that you talk about that I think we talked about on our other podcast episode that got lost in the abyss. (laughs) (laughs) Because this one was meant to happen instead. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What, how did the world operate before this? Yeah. So again, we're talking about 30, the last 3,500 years. Some historians and people date it back to 5,000 years. Yeah. Humans have been around like way fucking longer. So even if we stretch it back to 5,000 years prior to that, the majority of, and we don't know fully if all, but I'm going to say all cultures and societies worshiped women and the goddess. Like when they dig up artifacts from past 3,500, 5,000 years ago, it's all female figures and typically quite round ones, quite mm-hmm. flush female figures because they were like, women bring new life into the world. The female body bleeds without dying every month, births new life into the world, feeds said life. Obviously, any divine being is a woman. Yeah. And every woman is a divine being. Right? Like women were sought after for our intuition and our knowledge. Women gathered together when they were bleeding because we are really in tune with our intuition then, right? And they would share wisdom. And we were the ones that started cultivating the land because we were cultivating herbs to like heal. And our feminine wisdom, magic intuition was revered. Yeah, And then for the last 3,500, 5,000 years, we've been living in this like alternate universe where not only is it not revered, but it's demonized. Mm -hmm. It's been demonized. And, you know, it's been incredible for me because I've been doing this work for a decade now, especially over the last three to five years, there's been a huge surge in women talking about like witchcraft and magic and priestessing and healing and shamanism And again, we have to give ourselves so much credit. Like we are the forefront and that's why it can feel really challenging. And that's why it can feel really terrifying. And that's why you're coming up against visibility wounds and fears and fears around being successful, fears around being powerful, because we're the first ones who in sweeping numbers have had the opportunity to do this. And so again, for me, when I really started to learn about, again, what I call ancient feminine spirituality, where the goddess was revered, where, you know, women were in tune with their menstrual cycle and where they were like living by their menstrual cycle, where we were connecting via ritual and ceremony, it was like, oh, this feels right. And I'm just going to keep leaning into this. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the part I love to hear about, but it makes sense why it might feel so uncomfortable and even terrifying to 
be your fullest self, but then at the same time, you have such this like deep desire that like won't go away to do it. It's almost like these two different like time periods, like living in us for sure, you know, fighting each other. And I love what you said, because I say this, I notice this all the time with clients. And I pointed out of this, that tightrope, yep. that fear of too much, also not feeling enough. not enough at the for same sure. exact time. And I always ask clients, how do you think you can feel both of these things at the same time? Like it doesn't really make sense, but it is such a common yep. experience. And my question would be, what do you think is a good next step for someone who's feeling like they're on that tightrope? Yeah. So definitely bragging, really starting to acknowledge yourself. Right. And one of the best questions I think to ask yourself when you're like, Oh God, is that too much? Too much according to what or who? Mm -hmm. And like, really look, like give your mind the space. Okay. I'm being too much. Okay. Too much according to what or who chances are, it's going to be like, family, church, society, that one weird Facebook friend that you like refuse to actually block because they're kind of the scapegoat for you not being your full self. You, We all have the one, you know? <laughs> um, like, oh, what are they going to think? Just block them. No, I can't. Like, uh, okay. like and who even are they? Well, they're this person that I like kind of went to high school with, but <laughs> exactly. it's like- yeah, exactly. Do you know this person? <laughs> yeah, not at all, but they're a beautiful scapegoat. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And then, and then when you examine it further, like, okay, too much according to what or who, and you list it out, it's like, what lives are these people living? Like, is that the life that you want? No. Okay. Well, who are the people that you do admire? These people. Okay. Would they think it's too much? No. Would your clients think it's too much or potential clients? No. So I think the first step is really getting into a practice of learning how to acknowledge, celebrate, and see yourself. And then also really just questioning that thought because Mm -hmm. we just usually let it go unchecked. And then we're like, oh God, okay, now I'm going to go hide because I don't want to be too much. And same thing with like being not enough, not enough according to what, like what metric are we using? Oh, well, I haven't had a million dollar month yet. Okay. Like, you know, it's like you're teaching people how to lose weight. Like, how does that apply? (laughs) You know, but we just, we grab onto these things because we've been so trained that in order to stay, not even to stay safe, in order to like be approved of by the world, we have to be just enough as women, just good enough not too good. We don't want to make others uncomfortable and not, not good enough because we don't want to make others uncomfortable, right? We've been taught to seek out our comfort and safety through how we make everybody around us feel, how -hmm. comfortable we can make the world around us feel. And that's the other thing is to realize like, that is not your responsibility at all. And when you unhook from I have to make sure everybody around me in whatever setting is comfortable with my expression. You give yourself freedom to fully be who you are. I love it. And this is all like, it's so cool because the way that you share it, there's so much healing and reclamation and 
so much personal power in it. And then it just, to me, it just makes so much sense in a business sense. Cause I have these conversations all the time too, where it's like, and that's where, if we're talking about just marketing, posting on social media, like that's when you really become magnetic, but you have to actually do this work first yeah. so that you can post these celebrations on the internet in your value content and your sales pitches. Mm-hmm. And it actually really be felt. It has to be felt by you first and you have to feel safe with it first. Totally. And other people are going to see it and they're just going to eat it up. <laughs> they're sure. going to be joining your programs, but it's yeah. just, I mean, that's why I just love, like, I'm like, I just all worked out. I just worked with the perfect coach to start with because there was, there was so much healing that I got to do from like, before I even realized like why I was needing to do it. So now when I see women struggling with this so much, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did this before I even really had clients or that much momentum happening. Um, cause we just don't even, we don't even realize that this is going on. No. And again, because we don't have those of us who are doing this work right now, whatever this work is for you, chances are you did not have a model of an empowered, grounded woman in your life. And chances are that's why you're doing the work that you're doing, right? Because like you had all of these beliefs or thoughts or everybody in your life took one path and you wanted to take a different path. And in order to take that path, you had to really look at this stuff. And I think we also, those of you listening, have to really acknowledge that, like, we are the leaders. Like, we are the women who generations are going to look up to and be like, wow, they showed me what was possible. They showed me you could be successful, wealthy, and sexual. They showed me that you could, you know, talk about, business and talk about orgasms they showed me like oh you can live your life this way or do this in the world or whatever and again I think that I just love to encourage women in my community and in the world it's like it feels really hard sometimes because it is not in a like okay give up kind of way but in a in an acknowledging of we are reversing 3,500 to 5,000 years of conditioning for ourselves, for those around us, for our lineage, whatever that looks like for you. And it feels like heavy lifting because it is sometimes. It is. And that's why community and women who are doing the same work is really important because we've all had experiences with women we all have sisterhood wounds right that's just like fucking baked into the cake at this point (laughs) and what I have seen time and time again from my personal experience and again I know that I kind of like really jumped into the deep end in personal development like straight to pussy and pleasure (laughs) and sensuality like okay but I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in communities with women who have not done that work yeah. And have been, and their wounds and projections have been thrown onto me, right? Mm-hmm. I've been slut shamed. I've been criticized. I've been like, you know, not berated, but basically like tone it down. And women who have done the work on reclaiming their sensuality, their pleasure, their feminine energy do not react that way to me, right? Obviously. 
Same thing with when you're starting a business and, and gaining visibility. If you're in spaces where people are not doing that, their projections and judgments are going to come out, right? On what's possible for you or how what you're doing is appropriate or not. But nobody who has done the same amount or like more inner work than you is really going to judge you, right? Nobody who has achieved like the level of success or visibility that you have or more is going to be like, mm, that's a little too much, don't you think? Right? So that's why community is also so important because oftentimes in our everyday lives, we're running into people who who can't see our greatness because they can't see their own. So we have yeah. to be in spaces with women who can see their own greatness so that we feel seen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much good stuff here. And I love that you brought up the sisterhood wounds. Cause I was literally, this has been, in, you just read my mind, Lauren. It's been in the background. I do what I can. How do I bring this in? Cause I feel like it needs to be brought in and then you just brought it in for us. So thank yeah. you. But, um, Oh, I feel like this is such a big thing. And I just want to say for everyone listening, like in the most loving way, yeah. it's a good opportunity to, to acknowledge. I'm curious, like, I mean, I, I kind of feel like why we do this is because it's just been going on for so long, but why do we do this where we don't want that stuff projected onto us? We are so many of, I mean, I feel like all women, but so many of us are craving Sister. relationships. And I know that I was for a long time and now I have really great relationships and still sometimes like, Oh my gosh, I'd love to be her friend or connect with her. And it's like, yeah, but what if she gets triggered about me being this or what? Like you just start even like, you just know there's going to be issues. It feels like, like women just don't get along. Um, but we, but I think it's important, like I said, with all the love to acknowledge, where are you doing that? Especially if you're in a mastermind right now, or even just while you're scrolling, and then one last thing, which kind of connects to this, the way you've explained this is so empowering of what us women are really dealing with and working through and overcoming and, and, and setting a new paradigm for. Um, and I think when you see a woman that's killing it and is doing what you want to do, stop making it mean that there's just something inherently wrong with you that you haven't done it yet and realize the work that she had to do to be where she's at. I'm not talking about the marketing and the, I'm, I'm talking about right. like, overcoming all of this lineage generational stuff yeah. and also realize that you're doing the same thing. Like, I think if we could clap for each other in that way and realize we're all doing this work, it makes it less personal in the sense that it's not like, oh, you didn't have that hundred K month or whatever. Cause there's just, you just suck and no one likes you. It's like, yeah. no, because you're doing really deep work and you're just still on your journey. For sure. So three, three things. The first is so much of this, if not all of it, comes back to the belief system that the majority of society has and the patriarchy has, which is zero sum game. So if Taylor's making 100K months, that must mean I'm not or I yeah. can't because it is like a one star realm. And if Taylor's the star, I don't get to be the star, right? So, and then think about for the majority of human, not for the majority of the patriarchy, up until probably the last 30 to 50 years, because what 50 years ago is when women were allowed to have their own credit cards without, <laughs> without a male co-signer, right? Yeah. 50 years ago, ladies, that's it. Like we're the first generation born into a world, not even our mothers typically, you know, depending on how old your mother is, but like my mother was born into a world where she was not allowed to have her own credit card or bank account without a male co-signer in her lifetime that changed 
but that was not the world she was born into. So we are the first women who are born into a world where we're allowed to have our own credit card, have our own business, have our own home without a male co-signer. Okay. So for the majority of patriarchal history, the goal of a woman was to marry and to marry well. That was how you created security in your life. And then what sustained your security was male heirs, right? So because the patriarchy is about like power for the few, who had wealth? Not every man. So it became a competition amongst women to get the wealthiest men to get quote unquote safety and security. Yeah. So again, for 3,500 to 5,000 years, we are being taught, conditioned, shown other women are our competition because of the zero sum game. Because if she has it, you don't get it. Right. So that's the first thing you have to really begin to retrain your brain is like proof of Taylor doing it is proof that you get to do it, not proof that you don't get to have it. Yes. Right. So really start checking, oh, where, when I'm scrolling, where is that zero sum game mentality coming up and how do I shift it into the the spiritual truth, which is resources, money, clients are abundant and unlimited. Right. And a win for Taylor is a win for me. Like that's just proof to me that I get to have this as well. Right. So that's like the first and second thing. The third thing is in a lot of my work, I work with archetypes. And those are archetypes of like different goddesses like Aphrodite or, you know, or even different archetypes of like Cleopatra or, you know, your inner mother and inner child and whatever. But it's also about, I don't know why this term is coming out because I don't think it's a term, but like archetyping different aspects of ourselves. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is I have a bratty, jealous side of me, right? That's like, why does she get it and I don't right that little like Veruca from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like I want it now and so instead of being like no shut up you don't get a voice I have friends that I can voice note and be like look I'm being bratty Veruca right now and I get to just expel it I love that part of me right and it's like okay go ahead like say it like it's not fair why does she get I've been doing this longer that's not fair And again, this is where community comes in with women who have also done that work and can see themselves. Because one of my best friends, I'm like, I'm being bratty, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I love your bratty self. Let's hear it. Come on. And I can expel it. And she's like, I hear you. Yep. Got it. And then that's it. We don't, I, that it doesn't become then a bashing session of said woman that I'm being bratty and jealous about. And typically I don't even know who they are. There's some rando on, you know, social media. So it's not about bashing her, but it's about giving the that part of me like love and compassion and being like, of course I'm being bratty. Like, okay, sure. Let me give myself 10 minutes to be bratty. And then I yeah. can come back and do the work that I'm meant to do in the world. So at the crux and basis of my work, and to me, this is so the path of the feminine, it is about unconditional love and acceptance for all parts of who we are. Like accepting our humanity is how we like accept our divinity and that is the path of the feminine the the masculine patriarchal organized religion path is like only certain parts of you are good worthy of love approved of 
and make you quote unquote divine or like worthy of divine love. The path of the feminine is like, no, you're fucking human. And that is enough. And like, you get to be human and you get to have everything you want and you get to be human and you get to be worthy. I love it. Yeah. So good. And, it, and yeah. it goes back to earlier in your story of like thinking, oh, all this pleasure work, I can just skip all the grief, but how oh, for sure. all these sides of yourself, <laughs> yeah, you, you mean you got to where it just manifests as something else, right? Like, yes. I mean, and it's, it's healing like that un- giving yourself that unconditional love. It's so healing. And it's what I feel like so many of us are craving as well. And I think we just don't always realize like, oh, that thing you're craving, you can literally give yourself like <laughs> totally. Totally. And again, it's like, we're just taught to, to label and judge certain parts of ourselves as like, oh, if I'm being judgmental, that's bad or wrong. And like, is that the healthiest thing for you to live in a judgmental state? No, but like really investigating, why am I being judgmental? Like, why am I judging that woman? Oh, I think she had it easier. Like I've assigned all of these things to her oh, okay. Is any of that true? No, probably not. And like, I love the part of me that like is so quick to judgment because also what I have found is there were parts of me that I labeled judgmental that later I was like, no, that was just my intuition. I didn't have the right wording for it. And I thought I was quick to judge people. But what I realized is it was my intuition being like, this person isn't safe or this person isn't a person you want to be around. But again, because we're so taught to like, especially, and then self-development kind of adds to it, right? Where it's like, love and light only, love and light yeah. only, right? And it's like, oh, I'm judging her. Oh God, oh no, oh no, uh, right? Like what in me, but, and it's like, I just remember there was one time where I met a woman and instantly I was like, mm, no, no, this is not for me. And for the longest time, I was like, why am I being so judgmental? I'm so awful. Like, I think I'm better than her. Blah, blah. Turns out she was just like a tornado of drama and chaos. And I'm like, I wasn't <laughs> being judgmental. That was actually my intuition right? being like, no. And then my mind assigned all of these stories to what that meant. When in, in reality, it was just like, this is not a person that you want to occupy your energy or time with. Yeah. I love it. Oh. So good. I want to ask you kind of a bigger question just to let you share your message with people, which would be whether it's really to this woman we're talking about, or just women out there that who would be listening to this that are ready to kind of do this work. Like what is a, a wish on your heart or something that you wish they all could hear today or would know? I'd love for you to share that as we wrap up. Cause I know we could keep going. Oh my God. Seriously. So a few things. Your pleasure is your birthright. Like you don't have to do anything to earn pleasure. And I am talking about all forms of pleasure. I'm talking about from the piece of dark chocolate that you think you don't get to have till you finish your work, right? Mm -hmm. Or the shopping excursion that you don't think you get to have until you make a certain amount of money to sexual pleasure and sensual pleasure that you think you have to earn or be worthy of or give in order to receive like your pleasure is not only your birthright it's your power source and so many women are walking around so depleted because you're not plugged into any pleasure in life and so for me the first step is I always tell my clients like where can you add five percent more pleasure into, into everything, into your morning coffee, into your writing of emails. Like 
I think we end up when we're so depleted, we it's like we want to go zero to a hundred. And it's like my entire life has to look like what I imagine Lauren's life to look like, right? Like it has to be oozing pleasure. And it's like, start with 5% more pleasure, like in three things in your day, yeah. like your morning coffee, your content creation and your nighttime routine, right? Like how can you just turn the dial up? Just like uh, just a little notch. And then once you get into that practice, you you get to turn it up more, you get to turn it up more on other things. But it's like, once you realize that pleasure, pleasure is your power source, it's your birthright. I mean, there's a book that I read, this is might end up being an entirely other podcast episode. So I'll just like kind of leave it here. But what if pleasure wasn't something you earned? but pleasure was your offering to the world. And I don't mean like offering in terms of coaching, yeah. right? But we're told, I think, especially in the realm of like organized religion, that it's our suffering. Like our suffering is how we prove our worth. What if pleasure was how we proved our worth? What if the enjoyment of life was was the whole point? Yeah. Right? You know, and so my message for you is like, you're worthy enough as you are. You're killing it. You're doing amazing. Give yourself so much credit and lean into pleasure, even if it's just 5% more. So good. Yay. So good. So doable, everyone yeah. listening. <laughs> that is, I, you know, as much as I love the esoteric and the feminine energy and the spirituality, I am all about practicality. Like any of the practices yeah. that I create in any of my things, they're under 15 minutes long. Yeah. Right. It's like, I am not about giving people five hour long rituals and, and practices. It's like, let's get this shit done in 10 minutes and completely and utterly alter like our energetic state here. Yes. Oh, so good. Lauren, thank you so much for this conversation. You just filled my cup for the morning. Um, (laughs) As always. I love it. Um, so for everyone that's listening, that is really enjoying the conversation as well is leaning in and is thinking, I think I need to be doing more of this work. Where can they come follow you and learn more from you? Cause like I said, this is really just like the tip of the iceberg of what Lauren has to offer. So good. Well, I would say probably the best place to follow me is Instagram. I share all of my, not just my best content, but also like behind the scenes, like what does my nighttime routine look like? Like, what am I doing? And what do I do when I fall off of it? Right? Like all of that's over on Instagram. So it's the magnetic woman. Um, definitely. And any current offers that I have going on are always on Instagram. Um, so I would say Instagram is the best place to come, come play. And if you listen to this, and you have other questions or you loved it, like feel free to message me. I love connecting with people. I think sometimes people are like, oh, I can't, like you're so busy. It's like, I'm busy, but like, shoot me a message. I'd love to connect. I love it. Yeah. And you guys share this episode and tag me and Lauren. We'd love to see it and reshare it. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, Lauren. This was so, so, so good. I know everyone's just going to love it. Yay. Yay. Bye everybody.
Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.